TikTok is pure evil. Like you didn't know that, but it's worse than you thought. More AOC and WHO bullcrap and young Americans are idiots. Something else probably you already figured out, but I got the receipts. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Thursday. Yes, we made it to Thursday. Uh, oh, that week in between Christmas and New Year's. It's always weird. A lot of guys, a lot of guys and gals taking the time off. I'm still here working. You're still here watching. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. It really means the world to me. By the way, speaking of thank you, Cityscape, one of our newest followers. Thank you very much, Cityscape. Nice to have you on board, and thank you for the follow. You can join the crowd if you want. Just get yourself a free Rumble account, and then hit that follow button right down there. It's a little green oval says follow. Easy to do. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. And we don't spam your inbox. Just lets you know when we're live. <clears throat> it also lets you take part in our live chat. Our live chat is always open when we're live. We can reply to you. You want to respond to something we're talking about. You want to bring up a topic you want my opinion of. We'll do that too. You want to promote something. I don't care. Use the live chat for whatever you like. As long as it's legal, you can stick it in the live chat and knock yourself out. All right. We got so much going on. Boy, for what's usually a quiet news week, this has been anything but. However, we do have to tell you about the best small batch roasted coffee on the planet. One of our great sponsors, we're so proud to have them on board, and that's Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is 100% committed to two things, making the best cup of coffee you will find on the planet and our American values. This is an American company through and through, 100% committed to America and making good coffee. From sourcing the beans with local co-ops, American farmers, to their roasting process, customer support, shipping, blackout coffees, got an amazing work ethic. They are dedicated to you and the country. Zero compromise on taste, quality, full-flavored, robust, flavorful stuff. This is amazing and never bitter and I live on it because it's just that good. Do me a favor. Check out Blackout Coffee. I highly recommend it. It's when you order, only after you order, they will roast your beans within 24 to 48 hours normally. And then they ship it out right away. Couple few days to get to your door and that is fresh roasted coffee. The difference is night and day. You will notice it, I promise you, and you'll be back for more. Just go there, pick up a single bag if you like. Try it out. Check them out. Blackout Coffee, the link is in our show notes. And be sure at checkout, use our promo code for 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order with the promo code J20. J-A-Y-20, that's our promo code, and it will get you that 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Cannot recommend these guys enough. They are absolutely amazing. They make an incredible coffee. And uh, we really thank them for helping to support this show. It means a lot. All right. You have TikTok on your phone? 
No, I hear you say, I've heard your show before. I know how you recommend never ever putting TikTok on your phone. Get rid of it off your kids' phones. Guess what? It doesn't matter. TikTok is evil. It is simply a Chinese spy app. That's all it is. And now this broke. This is brand new, just happened. TikTok is harvesting private information, your private information, even if you don't use the app. Yeah, it's been revealed TikTok is secretly harvesting people's private information, even if you have never ever used the app. The platform's tracking tool collects the data from some of Australia's most visited websites. It is a shocker. And this report is from an Australian TV station. It's about two minutes. Now that's longer than I usually play, but this is important, important information. And yes, by the way, I know this is an American show. Doesn't matter. This is broken in Australia, but it holds here too. Take a listen. It's a shock revelation. Millions of Australians being spied on by TikTok even if they don't have a TikTok account. Well, my advice used to be delete TikTok and that would provide you some protection, but that doesn't even provide you protection anymore because they're spying on Australians who don't use TikTok at all. It's because of tracking software called Pixels, used by tech giants like Facebook and Google to track internet users. They usually ask for consent and warn that your information is being used, typically for advertising. But it seems Chinese-owned TikTok does not ask, but secretly collects data, enabling it to create personal profiles, email addresses, mobile numbers, browsing history, anything you've bought online. It's highly likely that Australians who've never downloaded or viewed TikTok in their lives, might not have even heard of TikTok, have had their personal information harvested by this company. Mental health organisation Beyond Blue has apologised to anyone who's concerned. When this issue was brought to our attention, we decided to remove these tools called Pixels from our website while we review our privacy policy. But exactly how many Australian companies are allowing TikTok to spy on all users just isn't clear. So the opposition is calling on the office of the Australian Information Commissioner to properly investigate TikTok. And if they don't act, then I think it reflects very badly on the Albanese government. We asked TikTok for comment. So far, no reply. Hmm. Evan Batten, 7 News. Wow. 7 News in Australia. Nice job reporting, folks. There you go. Look, I told you before that TikTok sees Everything you do, they keep track. They track everything. All your contacts, your emails, everything. Not just on the TikTok platform. Even if you write a message, but you don't send it, while you're punching that in, they are collecting that data. That's what we knew about previously. Now... As it turns out, it's worse. Because even if you don't have it, you don't use it, they are still continuing 
to collect your data. Folks, this is evil personified. This is the Chinese Communist Party accessing all of your private personal information. This must be stopped. Like I said, I know this is a report from Australia. Doesn't matter. It's happening here. I promise you it's happening here. Trouble is, our legislators are so ballless as not to do anything about it. They won't. They won't do a damn thing about it. Unless you push, you call, you contact your legislators, you tell them you want action. At the bottom of our show notes, every show, just before we get into all my social media spots where you can find me and things, it says contact your representative. That is a government website. You put in your zip code and it will tell you who your senators are, your legislators, your congressmen, who represents you. It's a great resource. It has all their contact information, phone numbers, emails, addresses. It's all there. I cannot, you know, no more excuse. No more excuse. Ah, uh, you know, I can't be bothered. I got to look up the addresses. I got to find out who to talk to. No, no, you don't. You just click on that link and it will get you everything you need. And then you start writing. You start calling. And you let these people know that you are not putting up with this crap anymore. It's insane. Well, this is a big story out of Georgia. You know, the whole Georgia election crap, which is obviously everybody knows the truth. Everybody knows what a nightmare it was. Well, it's getting worse. This is big, says the headline on the Gateway Pundit. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger refuses to testify under oath about the Secretary of State's Dominion voting machines. Maybe he's afraid he's going to get sued like Fox News. The Gateway Pundit earlier this year reported the Federal District Court for the Northern District of Georgia unsealed the 96-page Halderman Report June of 2023. Raffsenberger, Secretary of State, was hiding the report from the public for two years. University of Michigan Professor of Computer Science and Engineering Jay Haldeman, Security Researcher, Assistant Prophet, Auburn University Drew Stringall collaborated on the report where they discovered many exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominion Voting Systems ImageCastX system. Far-left Georgia Judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of that investigation, sat on the report for two years until last summer it was released. This report confirms, confirms that votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. And they sat on that and sealed it for two years and kept it from us. In fact, the report reveals 
the Dominion software is vulnerable and can be hacked. Trump-hating Georgia Secretary of State Raffsenberger hid the information until June of 2023. There is a copy of that report right there in the article. Security Analysis of Georgia's Image Cast X Ballot Marking Devices. You want to read it? It's right there for you. Now, two and a half years later, only now, they've done everything they can to keep it from you. Oh, Georgia's elections are are among the most secure. Yeah, bullshit, okay? Remember the story we did last night about, what was it? Minnesota, I think, where they now will give a driver's license to anyone and they are forbidden from asking about your immigration status? Well, another one bites the dust. In Tennessee, only this one is a little bit of a different angle. A former Tennessee official and their spouse have pled guilty to illegally producing and selling hundreds of driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. In Minnesota, they can't ask whether you're legitimately in this country. In Tennessee, doesn't matter. You can just buy your driver's license. Unbelievable. A Knoxville couple admitted to conspiring to create illegal ID documents. Cheryl Huff, 49, and Mario Paz Mejia, 50, entered guilty pleas in federal court Thursday for their roles in a scheme to produce hundreds, hundreds of Tennessee driver's license and ID cards, with one of which, of course, would allow you to vote. You know that's their scheme. Of course, that's their plan. That's what they're going to do. They've been planning this out. They can't do COVID again because nobody gives a shit about COVID. Nobody's buying their crap. This new strain and all that other horse crap. So they got to do something. Give them all driver's licenses. Let them vote. Let them cross the border unfettered in the millions. And that's exactly what's happening. They're going to be sentenced in May. Could get up to 15 years in federal prison. $250,000 fine and three years of supervised release. Selling driver's licenses and ID cards in Tennessee. So, Minnesota, Tennessee. Oh, secure elections. Folks, democracy is dead. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> James Woods, the actor, brilliant guy and a brilliant follow over on X. He's a conservative like us, doesn't put up with any crap, calls a spade a spade. 
and I love following this guy. He's at Real James Woods. He writes, and now for a brief respite from politics. Here is a dingbat chirping nonsense. Well, he's exactly right. Give a listen to this moron. So often people want to say, why are you talking about the border crisis? Or why are you talking about it in this way? Well, we're talking about it. They just don't like how we're talking about it because it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. It's a trade crisis. This is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded, which by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy. Oh my God, are you kidding me with this crap? Have you watched the videos, AOC? Have you seen all the military-aged men without a woman or a child in sight anywhere by the thousands crossing the border? But, oh yeah, here's how she sums it up. It's a white supremacist thing. Using all the buzzwords. This, does anyone take this idiot seriously? I mean, yes, of course, obviously there are some people who have voted for her. Are you proud of yourselves? This is the kind of bullshit moron you put into office. Absolutely delusional. Delusional, this woman. All right, from Breitbart, Biden steps on it again. He was all happy to be able to wish everybody a happy Kwanzaa, which, of course, is that made-up bullshit holiday that doesn't really exist. Did you see Carmela? She's talking about remembering as a kid her Kwanzaa celebrations. Babe, Kwanzaa didn't exist when you were a kid, okay? Give it up. Well, while he was so busy be sure to wish everybody a happy Kwanzaa, Biden, the rotting bag of flesh in the White House, head of the Biden crime family, manages to completely be silent on the U.S. troops who have been injured in Iraq. This freaking fool. He made no public comment about the U.S. troops having been injured in northern Iraq on Christmas Day in a drone strike by Iran-backed militants. The attack against U.S. troops claimed by Kataib Hezbollah militants left three U.S. troops injured, one critically. Biden did, however, post on social media Wishing everybody a happy Kwanzaa. And then went on vacation. 400 over days of vacation for this idiot. This, by the way, is the first time a U.S. service member was critically injured in the spate of attacks against U.S. troops stationed in Iraq and Syria by Iran-backed groups since October 17th. More than 100 attacks against U.S. troops to date, 
Biden has ordered fewer than 10 counterstrikes and has opted to hit mostly weapons and ammunition storage facilities. But happy Kwanzaa. What a total freaking embarrassment. What an embarrassment. Y'all proud? The WHO is stepping back into it too. Why? Why does anyone listen to these unelected morons? This is from the Post Millennial. Links in our show notes. The WHO head, the WHO head, Tedros, has declared war on meat and traditional farming. Why? You know why. To fight climate change. The conspiracy theory of climate change. I'm not kidding. Declares a war on meat. The WHO that hopes to eventually transition away from fossil fuels and have you and I eating less meat, likely bugs. A new declaration from the WHO has revealed that it wants the masses to eat less meat and more plant-based foods, tasteless cardboard crap, in order to supposedly combat the conspiracy theory of climate change. The Director General issued a grave warning on the matter, saying in a video address, listen to this, our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting for this healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. So go ahead and celebrate and have yourself a big juicy steak topped off with a couple of big juicy hamburgers. Little chicken too, and maybe some pork. Nobody elected these people. Trump was right to dump out of this. Biden, of course, stuck us right back in the middle of it. So hopefully in less than a year's time, we can tell the WHO to F off. Go pound sand. We're not interested in your conspiracy theories of climate change. Morons. And speaking of morons, would you like to know exactly how stupid young Americans are? Look, I'm an old American. I My time is almost up here. But what the hell has changed in the last 20, 30, 40 years? This headline from Breitbart should scare the hell out of you. 
One in five. One in five. 20% of young Americans have a positive view of Osama bin Laden. No, I'm not kidding. One in five young Americans. This is insane. This is according to the latest J.I. Partners Daily Mail survey. The survey asked, how would you describe your view of Osama bin Laden? Across the board, 81% say they have an at least somewhat negative view of the famed terrorist. It says here behind the September 11th terrorist attack, sorry, I do not believe that is true. Obviously, the man was the leader of a massive terrorist organization, but I don't think anyone over there had anything to do with the September 11th attacks. We're going to do an entire special show on that coming up one of these days, probably after the new year. Uh, we put together a whole bunch of research. 9-11 was an inside job. I have held that since the 11th day of September, way back in 2001. I knew it then, I know it now, and everything I read and see only convinces me more. Regardless, Osama bin Laden was the head of a horrific terrorist group. 14% of those ages 30 to 49 have at least a somewhat positive attitude towards bin Laden. 8% of Gen Z said bin Laden's views and actions were good. 23% said his views were good, but his actions were bad. It's right there in the survey. you got to read this article. This is the world we live in today with these idiots, these gaslit fools who are the up-and-coming generation. One in five have a positive view of Osama bin Laden. It, and, and you wonder, and you wonder what is wrong with this country. It's just insane. Ah, oh, man. All right. <laughs> I got one more, and then we're going to get on with our book. Again, this is a little long. It's just over a minute. Not too bad. But I got to play this whole thing. It's a magic trick, I know, but trust me, you're going to want to see this. We always end with something funny or awe-inspiring or cute. When I was a youngster and in my, and into my teenage years, um, I did magic. I learned magic. We did birthday party magic shows. We did big theater stage magic it was a lot of fun. I partnered up with uh, the late David Heininger, uh, best friend growing up, 
And uh, he and I did magic shows for many, many, many years. I learned all the tricks. I bought some tricks. I created some tricks. Um, it was a lot of fun. I absolutely love doing magic. It's just such a thrill. So, end of the day, I ca you know, magic kind of got ruined for me by doing magic, sort of. Because when you know how it's done, it ruins the, it ruins the surprise. It ruins the thrill. You know, everybody wants to know, how do you did that? How did you do that? But really, once you know, it, then the glitter comes off. It's not fun anymore. So don't ask. Just be entertained. But anyway, bottom line is, because I did magic, I can pretty much tell you either exactly how a trick is done or how it could be done. Might not be the way this person is doing it, but it is a way to do it. I have to tell you folks, this one, I have absolutely no idea how this guy does what he does. I'm gonna mute this because there's music and it's probably some copyright crap. We'll talk over it a little bit, but you've got to see this. Watch this guy on the beach who literally is flying. Here he is getting prepared, putting all his props in place. He's got obviously sound. He's got a gen set there. Now watch this. Watch him take off. He's on a beach. Look at that. It gets better, by the way. Spinning around. They've got a drone shooting it. I'm sorry if you're listening on the podcast. You go watch the video. Now watch, they put him in a glass box. And they put a lid on the box. So obviously there's no wires. There's no rigging. He's doing spin-arounds inside the box. And then comes back out again. Floats back up out of the box. Look at that. And floats back down to Earth. That is insane. I think it's probably some sort of magnetism thing, but with the stuff he did and as high as he went, I don't think so. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I wish I read Chinese. I have no idea. I assume that's probably his name. But that is nuts. I put a link to that. It's a Twitter, an X post. I put the link to that in our show notes if you want to watch it again or share it out on your social media. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, hats, hats off. I don't know who it is, can't give the guy credit, but uh, wow, that's amazing. So a little magic for you here. I just realized we're getting down to the end of the year. 2024 is just a few days away. It's the 28th already. Holy crap. That means 29, 30, 31, three days left after today. Jeez, the hell did the time go? 
That's insane. All right. Yes, by the way, we will be here for New Year's Day and New Year's Eve and all of next week will be here. So be sure and join us. And be sure, by the way, that you hit that follow button. It's right down there. Absolutely free to do. Helps the show out a ton. We really appreciate it. We'll get our follower numbers up there. Get some publicity. It helps. It's free for you. Absolutely free. Take part in our live chat. Have a bunch of fun. Join us. I'm in the live chat, by the way, early. You usually see me there about uh, 10, 15 minutes before we start the show. So if you want to chit-chat, you can do that there. All right, let's get on with our book. We read books on this show. We're doing Treasure Island right now. We've done all the classic children's literature. Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, uh, White Fang, Jungle Book. Treasure Island's been amazing. As I said before, I didn't read this as a boy growing up. Wish I had, because it's a great book. And we are all the way up to chapter 18. It's called The End of the First Day's Fighting. Here we go. We made our best speed across the strip of wood that now divided us from the stockade, and at every step we took the voices of the buccaneers rang nearer. Soon we could hear their footfalls as they ran, and the cracking of the branches as they breasted across the bit of thicket. I began to see we should have a brush for it in earnest, and it looked to my priming. Captain, said I, Trelawney is the dead shot. Give him your gun. His own is useless. They exchanged guns, and Trelawney, silent and cool, as he'd been since the beginning of the bustle, hung a moment on his heel to see that all was fit for service. At the same time, observing Gray to be unarmed, I handed him my cutlass. It did all our hearts good to see him split in his, spit in his hand, knit his brows, and make the blade sing through the air. It was plain from every line of his body that our new hand was worth his salt. Forty paces farther, we came to the edge of the wood and saw the stockade in front of us. We struck the enclosure about the middle of the south side and almost at the same time, seven mutineers, Job Anderson, the boatswain at their head, appeared in full cry at the southwestern corner. They paused as if taken aback and before they recovered, not only the squire and I, but Hunter and Joyce from the blockhouse had time to fire. Four shots came in rather scattering volley, but they did the business. One of the enemy actually fell, and the rest, without hesitation, turned and plunged into the trees. After reloading, we walked down the outside of the palisade to see the fallen enemy. He was stone dead, shot through the heart. We began to rejoice over our good success when just at that moment a pistol cracked in the bush, a ball whizzed close past my ear, and poor Tom Redruth stumbled and fell his length on the ground. Both the squire and I returned the shot, but as we had nothing to aim at, it's probable we only wasted powder. 
Then we reloaded and turned our attention to poor Tom. The captain and Gray were already examining him. I saw with half an eye that it was all over. I believe the readiness of our return volley had scattered the mutineers once more, for we were suffered of without further molestation to get the poor old gamekeeper hoisted over the stockade, carried groaning and bleeding into the log house. Poor old fellow hadn't uttered one word of surprise, complaint or fear or even acquiescence from the very beginning of our troubles till now when we laid him down in the log house to die. He'd lain like a Trojan between his mattress in the gallery. He'd followed every order silently, doggedly, and well. He was the oldest of our party by a score of years, and now sullen, old, serviceable servant, it was he that was to die. The squire dropped down beside him on his knees and kissed his hand, crying like a child. Be I going, doctor? he asked. Tom, my man, said I, be going home. I wish I had a lick at them with the gun first, he replied. Tom, said the squire, say you forgive me, won't you? Would that be respectful-like from me to you, squire? Was the answer. Howsoever, so be it. Amen. And after a little while of silence, he said he thought somebody might read a prayer. It's the custom, sir, he added apologetically. And not long after, without another word, he passed away. In the meantime, captain, whom I'd observed to be wonderfully swollen about the chest and pockets, had turned out a great many various stores, the British colors, a Bible, a coil of stoutish rope, pen, ink, the log book, pounds of tobacco. He'd found a longish fir tree lying felled and cleared in the enclosure, and with the help of Hunter, he'd set it up at the corner of the log house where the trunks crossed and made an angle. And then climbing on the roof, he had with his own hand bent and run up the colors. This seemed mightily to relieve him. He re-entered the log house, set about counting up the stores as if nothing else existed. But he had an eye on Tom's passage for all that, and as soon as all was over, came forward with another flag and reverently spread it over the body. Don't you take on, sir, he said, shaking the squire's hand. All's well with him. No fear for a hand's been shot down in his duty to captain and owner. It mayn't be good divinity, but it's a fact. And then he pulled me aside. Dr. Livesley, he said, in how many weeks do you and Squire expect the consort? I told him it was a question not of weeks, but of months, that if we were not back by the end of August, Blandley was to send to find us. But neither sooner nor later. You can calculate for yourself, I said. 
Why, yes, returned the captain, scratching his head. Making a large allowance, sir, for all the gifts of providence, I should say we were pretty close hauled. How do you mean, I asked. That's a pity, sir, we lost that second load, that's what I mean, replied the captain. As for powder and shot, we'll do, but the rations are short, very short, so short. Dr. Livesey, that perhaps as well without that in an extra month. He pointed to the dead body under the flag. And just then, with a roar and a whistle, a shot passed high above the roof of the longhouse and plumped far behind us in the woods. Oh, ho, said the captain. Blaze away. You've got little enough powder already, my lads. At the second trial, the aim was better, and the ball descended inside the stockade, scattering a cloud of sand, but doing no further damage. Captain, said the squire, the house is quite invisible from the ship. It must be the flag they're aiming at. Wouldn't it be wiser to take it in? Strike my colors, cried the captain. <laughs> no, sir, not I. And as soon as he'd said the words, I think we all agreed with him. For it was not only a piece of stout, seemingly good feeling. It was good policy besides. Showed our enemies that we despise their cannonade. All through the evening they kept thundering away. Ball after ball flew over, fell short, kicked up the sand in the enclosure, but they had to fire so high that the shot fell dead and buried itself in the soft sand. We had no ricochet to fear, and though one popped in through the roof of the log house and out again through the floor, we soon got used to that sort of horseplay and minded it no more than cricket. There's one good thing about all this, observed the captain. The wood in front of us is likely clear. The ebbs made a good while. Our stores should be uncovered. Volunteers to go and bring in pork. Gray and Hunter were the first to come forward. Well armed, they stole out of the stockade, but it proved a useless mission. The mutineers were bolder than we'd fancied, or they put more trust in Israel's gunnery. For four or five of them were busy carrying off our stores and wading out with them to one of the gigs that lay close by, pulling an oar or so to hold her steady against the current. Silver was in the stern sheets in command, and every man of them was now provided with a musket for some secret magazine of their own. Captain sat down to his log. And here is the beginning of the entry. And we'll have that coming up on tomorrow's show. Treasure Island. Wow, what a brilliant book. All right, that's going to do it for us. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll be right back here again. 
tomorrow. So be sure and join us. Hit that follow button. Help support the show. Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, all of our great sponsors. You'll find some great deals also in our show notes. Go buy something, will you? I'll see you again tomorrow.